Welcome to the BP Leadership Podcast, where real leaders are made. I hope you're ready for today's guest because this is going to be great. Bill Purvis sat down with Michaela Velasca. Michaela is the 56th female to ever become an Army Ranger. She also played softball and graduated at Princeton University. She is the real deal. So I hope you're ready for Bill and Michaela's conversation. I am honored when Butch called me and told me, he said, I got a chance for you to interview somebody on your podcast. And he started telling me, I said, I don't care what time, what day, whenever <laughs> I want to. So, all right, Michaela, tell me, give me, give me a little bit about your background, your story, uh, where you were raised at and the family dynamics and all that. So I was raised in Clarkston, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, so I was blessed to have two really great parents who raised me with good values and mm-hmm. set the example. Um, and I guess my main thing was I grew up playing travel softball. So from a young age, it was a goal of mine to play Division One softball. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the path that God had me on. And yeah. Yeah. And then and you went to Princeton to play, yeah. right? Yeah. They offer you a scholarship there? Um, so Ivy Leagues don't offer athletic scholarships, right. but they're really generous with their financial aid, so it's all need based mm-hmm. uh financial aid. Yeah. So I didn't have to pay the full right. whatever it is to go there. Yeah. Um, but, but you yeah. had four good years there, didn't you? In the softball especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Especially compared to now, they're not able to have a season. So oh, yeah. I was really blessed to have the opportunity to play. Yeah. Now, what positions did you play? I played second base and mm-hmm. outfield. Okay. And how, how was your batting? Did you like pretty I, good batting? I liked batting. I was what they call in softball a slapper. Uh-huh. So basically... Kind of like a happy Gilmore, like run and hit yep. the ball. <laughs> yeah, that I'm telling you what though, you girls are animals though on the softball field. I know. <laughs> I have a daughter-in-law that played softball at college, and I, I went to see him play one time, and I mean, I said, "Good night." They can play with any of the guys. It is good. <laughs> now, and was it fast pitch? It was fast pitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's pretty wicked. It can be. <laughs> now, how fast does that ball go in softball? Oh pitch? gosh, probably. Good pitchers pitch anywhere between like 60 to 70 miles an hour. Wow. And then they're, because they're stepping forward, it mm-hmm. looks like they're closer, so the distance mm-hmm. is shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a couple seconds to yeah. figure out whether it's going to be a ball or a strike. Oh. And you just make your decision and swing and yeah. hope for the best. But see, with you doing it all your life coming up, it becomes more natural, I guess, mm-hmm. the more you, all the mechanics just kind of flow much better. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And the Princeton education is something to be proud of too. Uh, I, uh, I have I have a friend who's on the board at Princeton, by the way. And, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and he graduated from there. And That's awesome. His, all all of his family went to Ivy League schools, but mm. he wouldn't let any of them go the same. So okay. one went to Columbia, one went to Yale, <laughs> one went to Harvard. But uh, he he always brags about it. He says, "Yeah, they went there, but the reason I chose Princeton is because we really are the elite, <laughs> and so they needle each other a lot. So you got a, a lot to be proud of." Now, one of the things that a lot of people would not know, just because looking at you, you're soft, highly intelligent, uh, and and they wouldn't know that you have been or, or just graduated a while back Army Ranger School, and uh, that that is highly impressive. Did, when when you went in the military, did you did you plan on going into Ranger School? No. So I had originally joined ROTC in college, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to do military intelligence. Right. So 
it was about a year and a half later that I realized that I liked being in the field. I liked the strategic part of tactics and the battle drills yeah. and realized that infantry was really where where I wanted to be and yeah. Yeah, you want to be out there with your hands on it, didn't you? Yes. Like back on the ball field. <laughs> <clears throat> I was in uh, Sierra Vista, Arizona a couple of years ago and the the uh the military base there is mainly the brain people. They sit there and do the war by drones and all that. And uh, and then there's the group I knew from Fort Benning over here that they want to get out there and be doing it. Mm-hmm. So you were on that side. Yeah. And that probably surprised your family because they thought you the. It did. It yeah. did. That was the one thing I had originally promised my mom was <laughs> that I wouldn't do infantry. And then that was a long conversation to have. Like, I really feel like God's wanting me to do this. Yeah. And, but my, both of my parents have been extremely supportive and yeah. just my number one fans. Oh, so. I can see. Now, let me ask you. When you got into it, give me a description. What is, because ranger school is different from, you know, I know that the SEALs have their mm-hmm. their training and others, but the kind of training you have to do to qualify just to be a ranger mm-hmm. is pretty intense. What's, what's some of the things involved? Yeah, so in order to even go to ranger school, you have to pass a preliminary RPA, a ranger physical assessment. Um, so ours was through iBolic, and right. it's uh, two minutes, two minutes of push-ups, two minutes of sit-ups, a five-mile run, and ch- six chin-ups at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very strict. Like the push-ups right. are all the way down, all the way up, chest touching the ground, slow and controlled. Oh. Um, and so once you pass that, then you earn a slot to go to Ranger School. Mm-hmm. And once you get there. Basically, the format of it, it's a 62-long-day course, um, and the first week is what's called wrap week, Mm -hmm. and that consists of the RPA, Mm -hmm. um, so same thing, push-ups, set-ups, the five-mile, and then six chin-ups at the end, and then a swim test, uh, assembly and disassemble of weapons, and you do a 12-mile ruck at the very end, you do land navigation, it's basically just your preliminary basic army skills to right. get into the school. But that's where the majority of people end up failing is that yeah. initial week. Yeah. So once you get past that week, it gets a little bit easier. Basically, mm-hmm. the main thing is just don't quit after that and, right. and you'll make it. Um, so after you get through rap week, there's three phases. There's mm-hmm. Darby phase, mountain phase, and Florida phase. Oh. So Darby... Um, is here at Fort Benning, mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty. It's not too difficult. There's not too many um, hills and mountains right. to climb. Then, obviously, once you get to Mountain Phase in Dahlonega, Georgia, oh. there's huge mountains that you're ending up climbing up and down every day. And then Florida is Swamp Phase, and oh. you're walking through the swamps. Uh-uh. With so. the gators and the moxies <laughs> and all the other. Yes. Gosh. And then up in the mountains, probably cold and all the hills yes. and all that. And you got to survive out there in the woods. Mm-hmm. What is, how many, the days at a time, how many hours of sleep you get? Uh, not very many. Probably think. the most sleep that I got during the actual phase itself was probably a solid block of two hours. Wow. Um, mo- a lot of nights you either don't sleep or it's 45-minute shifts because you also have to pull fire guard. Somebody has to be up making sure nothing uh-huh. happens at night. So. Wow. So now do you go, do you have to chart to go from one place to the other and be at a certain place by a certain destination? Like 10 days, you got to be somewhere. 
Um, so with within the FTX, they have like missions mm -hmm. that you end up doing, and yeah, there are, there are time crunches for you have to hit a certain objective by a certain time of the day. But right. it's a 62 long day course, so mm -hmm. the phases are separated out. And when they're dropping out like that, I mean, you know, that's got to be the worst feeling for them. And you probably thought about it at times, but you just keep mm -hmm. pressing. Mm -hmm. All right, let me ask you this. This is a question I want to ask because I, I've had two world-class athletes, and, and then you're, I'd consider you in that same boat. When I ask this question, how much of it is mental? I mean, it's not just physical, but mental. Their answers are always much more than you'd think. Is, is that true? At least 90% of it is yeah. mental. A, lot, a big part of it is 100% mental, I know, mm -hmm. so... During mountain phase, right before, so each phase, it's like you have a couple of days of what are, what's called techniques, and right. they teach you what you need to know before you actually get out in the field mm -hmm. and go into the FTX and just walk around the woods yeah. for the rest of the time. Yeah. Um, so during that techniques week, um, we were climbing up Mount Yona, and mm -hmm. we spent a couple of days out there and then climbed down, and I ended up spraining my ankle mm. coming all the way down, and... When I went to the doctor, he was a civilian doctor, mm -hmm. so he was like, you're going to need four to five months of recovery, <laughs> no no physical activity. How does that sound? I was like, well, not very good, <laughs> right. since I'm going to be walking up and down mountains with 90-plus pounds on my back. God. And he was like, well, you probably shouldn't do that. And at that point, I didn't really have a choice. Yeah. I had already gone through three Darby's and I was mm -hmm. already, I'd shaved my head. I was yeah. in it for the long haul. Yeah. Um, and I just remember that night I was in tears in the shower with a couple of other girls just saying like, I have no idea yeah. how I'm going to phys like physically do it. Wow. I'll try, but yeah. I physically don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. And I prayed about it and mm -hmm. something happened. But the next day I was able to walk sort of on my toe without mm -hmm. like, moving my ankle a right. ton and I was able to go up and down mountains with a wow. ton of weight on my back and it just kind of helped remind me like how far our bodies can go when you are willing to mentally push yourself. Yeah, so. yeah, because now is there any long-lasting damage from that? It still is a little tight and it's got a little bit of inflammation but I'm I'm able to run again and yeah. it's it's working for it's me a, now. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, because you would have every reason to make excuses, mm -hmm. to quit, to bail out. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem would be, if you did, could you imagine the feeling of, i got to go back and try again? Because exactly. you don't seem like the kind of person that would say, okay, I'll just move on. Mm -hmm. you know? I, I, somebody had told me one time about Ranger School, there was somebody I knew that uh, he knew a friend that had tried three times mm -hmm. and couldn't get in. Finally, I think he had to quit. But But... And, and and he was a real jock, mm -hmm. but they said, no matter what, he could not conquer it, and he just kept failing it, and that was his goal, but he couldn't do it. So, you know, that, there's a lot to be said for, for your ability to do that. And I bet when you went in, there were probably people around you thinking, ah, you'll probably bail out. You know, you want to look around mm -hmm. and size the people up, you know. Mm -hmm. They'll quit, they'll quit. But I'll <laughs> and so, exactly. Yeah, but I, I swear I'm proud of you. Now, how many women have graduated Ranger School uh, were you like 50? I was 56. Okay. Um, I'm not positive on the number now, but I'm mm -hmm. sure it's at least over 60 by now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you this. There was a lady about three or four years ago, one of the ladies won it, and uh, she actually went here to the church. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Came up to me after service, said, I want you to know I'm leaving, and but I have enjoyed the church. And I could tell she was an athlete. 
And so I, I said, you're in some type of pro sports or something. you got to be. And then the guy beside her started laughing. He said she just won the ranger school and wow. uh, the competition. And so Swedish could be a lot like the same spirit, just quality, quality girl. And uh, she was going, I think, to an assignment at the Pentagon. When oh, she wow. Went. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really she awesome. She said, I'll be leaving here and going. To, and that was probably about three, four years ago, something like that. Okay, but, wow. But I thought, how cool was that? <laughs> and so now you're the second one I've met that's done that. That's that's too sweet. <laughs> now, I also heard that you just went to jump school. Yes. Now, did you have to do that? Or did you just want to do that? Kind, You kind of have to do it. It's one of those things. I'm not going to an airborne unit. Right. However, it's kind of expected as an officer after graduating infantry bullock that you go to airborne school and you go to ranger school. Okay. It's not required to go, but it's highly encouraged. Yeah. So... I went. <laughs> I should have figured it. Well, maybe it cause you any more injuries when you jump. No, that's what I was very worried about. That yeah. I had asked a ton of people in my life to pray because I was really worried about my ankle. Um, but it ended up being totally fine. Yeah. And they do a really good job of hammering in the techniques of jumping out and what mm-hmm. you need to how your body needs to be positioned when you end up executing your parachute landing fall. Right. And if you just keep your feet and knees together, mm-hmm. it all turns out okay. Oh, right. so, now, how many jumps did you make? You are required to do five. Okay. So you did five jumps. Was that fun? It was very That's scary I was, at first. It was very scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, just sitting in the plane waiting and then also watching the other people in front of you jump out and you kind of you see their bodies get right. taken by by the wind and everything so it was very uh very scary at first yeah. but after by my second jump it was really exciting would, the adrenaline rush is really crazy that's what <laughs> i would think well i would guess that if you were doing it tandem with somebody else with you it's okay because they mm-hmm. got charged but when it's you <laughs> and there's nobody there exactly yeah it's I, terror and then once your parachute deploys and you're looking up seeing the whole world world around you wow it's beautiful and then once you get close to the ground and you see how quickly the ground is coming uh-huh. it's terror again <laughs> yeah. now does it go slow enough up there when you come down see i've done the parasails before so. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you uh if you pull your slip so basically you pull one of your risers mm-hmm. um so it's going so you're going against the wind um It'll slow you down a little okay. bit, but the, unfortunately, the shoots that we use mm-hmm. aren't the most, um, the, they're not the best with navigating the, right. the winds. They're more to um, <laughs> make sure that they actually deploy. Yeah. Um, but, wow, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really cool experience. I would think it, it was I, really awesome. I would think it would be. Now, do you land out here? Do y'all jump off the towers or y'all jump out of the planes? We jump out of the planes. Wow. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. that? I mean, can you imagine? Here's this girl from Michigan. God's <laughs> given her a story where she winds up playing ball at, at Princeton, then puts her in the military. She gets to come to Georgia. Turns out being uh, being number 56, one of 56 women to graduate from Ranger School, then jumping out of planes. I mean, it's crazy. You, you really have lived so fast you had not had time to write it down and reflect. Mm-hmm. But if you ever <laughs> do one day, you're going to say, Wow. Mm-hmm. I went a long way from my age compared to a lot of my peers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Your faith, uh, how much of a role does your faith play in your life? An incredible amount. Uh-huh. Um, I just, I I have felt really blessed with mm-hmm. the amount of, I guess, um, like agency that God has had in my life. Yeah. I, uh, I've just really 
felt his presence and his guidance mm-hmm. in guiding me where I'm going. Yeah. There's just been countless times where I I have a certain plan in place in my head, uh-huh. and I feel as though God's leading me down that path. And, right. um, it, you know, it happened with ROTC. I had mm-hmm. really thought that I was going to join the FBI right out of college, and right. that was where God was leading me. But it turned out that he had... ROTC in the Army in store. Wow. Same thing with Princeton. I wanted mm-hmm. to go to University of Michigan and play, mm-hmm. play softball there, but mm-hmm. instead he had Princeton in store for me. And um, there was a point in Ranger School in Florida Phase, my second time. So mm-hmm. you can get recycled. Um, right. I got recycled the, uh, for a second time, and I just remember talking to my mom. I was in tears. Mm-hmm. Um, Rangers aren't supposed to cry, oh, that's but right. that's <laughs> I, was, I was just in tears talking to her saying, I have no idea how I'm physically going to get through this. My wow. ankle was super swollen and just really hurting. My whole body just felt broken. My arm, I couldn't lift my arm to a certain point. I had like nerve damage and I was, I did not know how I was going mm-hmm. to do it. And I said, God's in my mom was like, don't worry. God's yeah. got you. God's got you. I was like, he's literally going to have to physically carry me wow. through the phase. And it turned out that our second day mm-hmm. um the way the missions work is in order to grade the platoon sergeant they pick people to be the casualties so they'll just tap you on the head they'll okay. be like, play dead and two nights in a row they tapped me on the head and said play dead Uh-oh. so basically what happened is instead of walking the two miles that night to my patrol base i was literally carried and that? i was just looking up at the stars like you're funny, God. That's a that's a good one. I literally said you're gonna have to carry me, and here I am being carried. <laughs> you got what you asked for. Exactly. How sweet is so, that? Yeah, I've been really blessed to yeah. have him so so present. In and my there's life. that thing with Caleb about hearing God's voice and mm-hmm. and just knowing it maybe the quietness in your spirit, but there's a there's a peace that you have that that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The confirmations after you've done it, you know, while you're doing it, sometimes you may wonder, is this really God's will? And how am I going to get through? But but I like the fact that you listen to his voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's going to be, that's really been the secret all along. Mm-hmm. I believe God can take a person a long way in life if they'll just lean on him. Yeah. And and obviously I've also seen the humility you have for that. Um, in your in your faith, what what's the, um, what do you, what do you consider kind of your spiritual gifting? Do you, you've got mercy or caring or teaching or prophecy? What? What, what do you think God's wired you for that you just enjoy doing? I think caring and um, just, yeah, caring about people and serving others. I think, again, uh, it's due a large part to my parents. They mm-hmm. just raised all of us from a young age to, you know, we're here to serve and not to mm-hmm. be served. Um, yeah. And they, they lived that, mm-hmm. and I got to grow up seeing them do that, and... Um, it's just kind of followed me my whole life. I've yeah. always just kind of had a desire to, um, you know, serve the community. Mm-hmm. And again, I was interested in law enforcement, but mm-hmm. here I am in the military serving yeah. in this way. Um, so, so yeah. Um, yeah, that's, and, and there's the, well, and obviously it sounds like you got great parents too. I, yeah. uh, that, that's a big thing. It's just the right parents. And yeah, I know you make them proud, but that <clears throat> that's, that's one of the best things. There's just the fact that you honor them and show them that even now is it's it's lost in our culture. But but I appreciate the honor, the respect you have for your mom and dad, and they got a lot to be proud of. Now let me ask you, what's your goals from here? When you you now you you've already jumped out of planes, you've already graduated <laughs> from Ranger School, mm-hmm. you've already graduated from Princeton, and you've still got 
a long road in front of you. What do you, what do you want to do or think about or dream about or, or, or hope to find this place in? So short term, I'm mm-hmm. going to Colorado Springs and mm-hmm. I'm going to be a platoon leader. So I'll be looking forward to actually doing, right now I've only done training. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to actually leading a platoon. Um, yeah. And after that, I, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I dream about starting my mm-hmm. own business one day uh-huh. and um, doing something along those lines. Yeah. But kind of right now, I'm just yeah. kind of going with the flow, seeing yeah. where God takes me, what doors that's, he opens. Um, but yeah. Well, that's the right thing to do. I, honestly, you, you'll do well. I believe, I believe you'll do well wherever you go. You get in a business, it's going to go well. Uh, you got all the right tools. But the, the the key, I think, is just what you're doing now. You you don't want to plan it out. I hear people say something. I got this 20 year plan. And I think, well, I don't. Sometimes I have a 20 minute plan. And uh, and so, but the good is you're leaving God plenty of room to show you where and what to do. Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be for you the the greatest thing. Now let me ask you this. I know I probably shouldn't ask. How old are you now? I'm 23 years old. Wow. Man, hats off you. I just I I just honestly. There's no limit to where God can take you. I mean, there's no limit. There's, there's certain people, Michaela, that I meet and I see and I, and I have compassion for and love and value everyone. There's certain people I see and I say, bless their heart, they really come a long ways. But there's some people I see, I say, they just got all the goods. I mean, they, there's a future. And I see that in you. I think there's a, there's a calling of God on your life. And, it's no different than a calling on a pastor or the calling on a missionary. It's a calling that God puts on you, and he gives you gifts, and he gives you a heart that's shaped by his heart, and he puts you in places where other people can't ever be. And long after, you may not even go in with the idea of ministering, but but long after you've left their presence, I believe you're going to have an impact in people's lives. You just, you got too much going for you at this age and stage. Thank you. And, uh, now, what have you loved about Fort Benning? Yeah, um, you know, Fort Benning is a place most military people have been to at some point if they've been in the infantry. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really just love the people here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love this church. I'm <laughs> really yeah. sad to no. <laughs> leave Cascade. It's just such a great group of people, and yeah, um, yeah I just I I really do love it here. Um, love Columbus, mm-hmm. the little coffee shops. Uh, yeah, I like going there and just having my you know, reading time there, yeah. and um, yeah, and I mean, that's the that's really the one thing about the military that I love is just mm-hmm. the opportunity to meet so many people from literally all walks of life, yeah. and it's incredible um, because in a lot of other uh, professions, I wouldn't meet no. people from all these different crazy backgrounds, different life stories, and it's really just a huge blessing. Yes. Now, have there been other bases you've been stationed at? Not yet. This, okay. is, this is my first one. I've done training at uh, Fort Dix out in New Jersey and mm-hmm. then training at Fort Knox, but okay. this is my my first station I've been out for a long period of well, time. Well, from a girl from Michigan down to Columbus, Georgia, quite a big, <laughs> just a big transition there. Mm-hmm. I have a relative that lives in Michigan and it's always snowing. It's, they're always blocked in with the snow. Mm-hmm. They can't get out. Yep. So I will sometimes just <laughs> send a right. picture of the sunshine and say, thinking about you. <laughs> they'll send me one buried in snow. Mm-hmm. So it, it has been good. Now you haven't lost, you haven't picked up the southern accent, which is good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That, that'll help you. Not yet. But, yeah. but the, 
the the beauty of it is that most people, I feel like, and God sends us a lot of people at Cascade from the military. Mm-hmm. And years ago, I, I used to grieve because it was just like you leave, and I'd say, Lord, why can't I be in a place where the people can come and they can stay? But instead, I got a pastor church where 300 families a year leave. And how do you keep growing when you got 300 a year leaving? And then I felt like the Lord was saying, listen, I'm using them. I'm bringing them through, and they're missionaries being supported by the government. And you just love them and reach them and, and help them and encourage them. And they're going to go out all over the world and other places. Mm-hmm. But you're basically a sending place. And so it, it changed my mind from thinking, okay, now when they leave, instead of grieving a long time, I say, I know they're going out to an assignment. And I believe that about you. I believe your assignment's going to be in a lot of good places. And I, and I hope that... I hope that you'll know that we as a home church want to pray for you and pray for you regularly and often. And uh, and I hope our viewers and the people that listen will also do the same. And I want to say to any of the any of the young ladies out there that maybe you've got this passion or drive or desire that you want to see how good you can and push your own limits, uh, take Michaela's story and and say there's somebody that did it. And and I believe what an inspiration you're going to be to a lot of girls. So. Thank you for the honor of being with you today. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm glad. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed episode number 53 of the BP Leadership Podcast with guest Michaela Belaska. Make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not already so that you can stay up to date and in the loop on all the episodes when we release them, as well as check out our YouTube channel. Check out the BP Leadership Podcast on YouTube if you have not already so that you can watch the videos of each and every one of our episodes. And lastly, if you live in our Columbus, Georgia area and you would like to hear Bill Purvis give a live leadership lesson at one of our monthly BP Leadership breakfasts, make sure you go to our website, bpleadership.com, to learn more and RSVP for an event coming soon. Thank you guys again for tuning in. And as always, remember that this is where real leaders are made.